Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Under the Bridge with Cody, aka the Scarlet Troll, and Nick, the aka the Agent Duckman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I am Greg, aka the Average Greg. I I didn't know if we were gonna do like actual names or the or handles or whatnot. It's, it's mostly it... just names. I don't think okay. we have, I don't think we used our names at all after we started this intro. Yeah. Last time. It doesn't really matter. Like... No, it doesn't matter at all. But... Okay. It's mostly, I, yeah. So, Absolute disclaimer for everybody listening. I haven't slept in 36 hours, so if I sound like I'm an idiot, one, it's normal, but two, like, I'm also incredibly <laughs> tired. So. Give yourself more credit. Um, as a fellow disclaimer, this is my first time on here, and I am not as prepared as I would like to be, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, it's my second time on here, and I'm also not as prepared as I'd like to have been. Correct. Hey, Macarena! So, <laughs> more, more, more stuff has happened this week. Of but course. before we get into that, I'd like to do a quick shout-out to Obligapod, a nostalgic comedy podcast about science fiction, cult movies, retro gaming, and pop culture. Uh, one, of the, one of the cast was a friend of mine, and they have got some cool stuff. I've been checking out checking it out myself. Uh, they have introduced me to one of my favorite new phrases in relation to Star Wars stuff. I won't tell you what it is. Give them a listen. It's in the prequel trilogy video. They are on Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify. Uh, I damn it! I wanted to call it Spoofy. 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 Point Spoofy. is, you can listen to them on any of those. Make sure to check them out. Feel free to guess what my favorite new phrase of a Star Wars thing is, because I'm not going to tell you. I'll let I'll I'll let you figure it out. Give them a listen. Check them out. It's cool stuff. Guess oh, we're giving our. As I say, sounds like some fun homework, but yeah. fun unlike actual homework. <laughs> right. The best. The best. It's number one. I sorry. We do we do have news, lots of news, lots of things to go through, so let's get into it. Boom, boom, boom. You remember when we were talking about Craven the Hunter last week and wondering yep. who the villain is? Yep. We know who the villain is now. It's the foreigner. Who the hell is the foreigner? Well, uh, funny you should ask, he's basically a better-than-Olympic athlete human who okay. is very adept in martial arts, and he also has the ability to induce a 10-second hypnotic stare in people through eye contact, giving him the illusion of having super speed or being able to teleport. Literally, what the hell? That sounds like fun. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it sounds busted, but it sounds like fun. <laughs> and I mean, uh, it... Like, when was this character created? Uh, that's an excellent question. Let me Google that real quick. I remember he just popped up in a recent Spider-Man run, too. I mean, a bunch of Spider-Man villains did with that whole Sinister War BS, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, so this is a, um, this is a Marvel thing. Yeah, yeah. it's Craven okay. the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. Okay, this is the, um... Craven the, oh, wow. the Hunter is the, the guy that, like, you know, he, he's... Um, he's he wears like a leopard skin. Like he basically wants to be the ultimate hunter, the ultimate predator. and ballet slippers and ballet, ballet sli slippers. Yeah, don't forget that, about those. That sounds like it clashes pretty hard. <laughs> no, it's actually pretty well, well fitting on him. Okay, he first showed up in 1986, so he's got some history. Ah, okay. 86. Yeah. Okay. I I guess I'm just a pleb, but uh, it's, yeah, it's Christopher Abbott is going to be playing him right? of 22 fame. Yes. Okay. Well. 
He's no famous. He's not famous to me, but good for you, Christopher Abbott, I guess. I yeah. have to say, I have, I'm drawing a blank on that myself, personally. I have absolutely no clue who you are, but I'm sure you're a pretty good actor. Yeah, if, if Marvel's being like, we'll take this guy, then that's usually a good sign. So. I mean, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't have the confidence to, to try. I'm not good with rejection. <laughs> he also starred in Hello, I Must Be Going and The Sleepwalker. Oh, neat. And he was in the critically acclaimed film James White. Never heard right. of any of those. Oh, I've, yeah. heard, I've, heard of, I've heard of It Comes at Night. He's in that. Okay. Oh, It Comes at Night. That one I've seen. Okay. Yeah, he's in that and he's in Catch-22, the 2019 uh, remake. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's so in a couple w- movies. Okay, as Catch-22 was one that I remember hearing about. Like, I want to watch this, but I never got a chance to actually go and see it. Well, was it Catch-22? Did I make a wrong note? Was he in twenty two? I think it is. I think it is Catch twenty two. God damn it! <laughs> Even worse part is I just realized there are three audio tracks, so this is gonna like removing removing stuff that doesn't work is gonna be a pain in the behind. So this is uh, yeah, nice job, me. Hey, hey, job. hey it's nice not work. the biggest mistake in the world, my man. I mean, you just you just didn't add the catch, okay? Yeah, I missed hey. the catch. For the love of the medium, or something like that. So now we got okay. a whole bunch of uh, we got a, we we got a release date for Gotham Knights, right? We do have a release date for Gotham Knights. It is coming out allegedly October twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. I can't wait to play it with one friend because, uh, despite having four characters, the co op multiplayer is limited to two people. Is it really? That's fucking wait, stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> Why? Wait, it's well, really well, it's limited to two people. <laughs> What the yep. hell? That actually That's... makes me upset. What the fuck's the point of having four fucking characters? Albeit, I know nobody in their right mind is gonna actually play fucking Barbara and they'll start fucking shows. No, because I play Barbara. I play Barbara before I play Damien. Fuck I Barbara! Play Seriously, she's useless. I hate Barbara. I wow. Mean, I, would, I would play all four. I'm just shot. Why is no from a fundamental game design level? That's why a... are you making it only two player at most? That's... You have four playable characters, and you lock two of those out. You can only play two at once. What the fuck are you thinking? That's what I'm so glad I introduced this news to you guys. <laughs> oh my god, that is that actually is, infuriating. That is some extremely <laughs> questionable game design. I am ki- not as violently I am with Nick on that one. I no, love it. This is stupid. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But whatever. What, I guess whatever. I'm. I'm. I guess I'll enjoy playing as two people. Only two people. Um, in the Reminded. game that's marketed towards four characters, the whole Bat family trying to figure out who killed Batman. <laughs> Remind me who's developing this game. I think it's I... Rockstar. Uh, uh, Rocksteady. Sorry. I think no. It's I think Rocksteady's doing Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Okay. Oh shit! Then who's doing this? Maybe they're doing both. I, oh, yeah, I don't out. remember who's developing this uh, one. This is, on. Wait, I, I got it, man. I got it. Oh, okay. Gotham Knights. It is being developed by Warner Mar- Mar- Montreal and Warner Brothers Interactive. Yep, yep. That, oh, so this, that explains, so, that explains so, it. <laughs> yeah, so this is a very in-house game. <laughs> lazy, lazy game design by Warner Brothers Games. That does not surprise me. Mm. Oh, boy. That's, <laughs> if we're that's... all done ranting about Gotham Knights, I'm sorry. That actually that's... made me tilted. I no, that is no, that is I'm absolutely glad. insane. That is genuinely insane. What the hell? That makes me a happy. That was that was pure joy. Right I'm there. sorry. I got absolutely fucking triggered from that. Okay, anger I, as you me. should be, because it makes no damn sense. <laughs> 
man. What's next on the agenda? We we got an Obi Wan Kenobi teaser trailer. Oh, I, I didn't watch. Did anybody I, else watch it? No, I did. I'm, uh, I'm I'm decently excited. I'm interested. I don't exactly can't I can't exactly pin down when in the general timeline because I don't know if it, where it's supposed to sit in relation to Rebels. Because as far as I know, Star Wars Rebels is still canon. Um. So I don't know if it's supposed to take place a little after Rebels or what. That's kind of the only part that kind of confuses me. Yeah, but I've it never looks ne- Rebels, so... It's interesting. It's nowhere near as good as Clone Wars, and Jeff will probably kill me if he hears me say that, but oh well. Um, well, maybe. I think he likes Clone Wars more. That's neither here nor there. Um, Rebels is worth watching at least a little bit of. It looks interesting. Um, it doesn't doesn't really as with most teaser trailers doesn't really give you at least I feel a lot to work with because like hey it's Obi Wan making sure that baby Luke Walker doesn't get murdered uh hilarity ensues I guess like I don't know with any Star Wars thing I'm at least interested in it um I got burnt on Book of Boba Fett but I'll I'll, I'll check Kenobi out still need to watch Book of Boba Fett I know I... you guys have said that it's kind of eh but I still want to watch I it. didn't watch a single episode, and honestly, I don't feel like I want it. I, I, I don't know. I know I missed out because it's apparently important, but... Um, mm-hmm. I Just watch episodes 5 and it. 6 and 7, I think. From, from what I've heard, it's Mandalorian Seasons 2.75. 2. 2. So. Yeah, if you yeah. want to catch up on... If you want to be ready for Mando, just watch the back half of Boba Fett. Okay. I was going to say, well, it was a thing of when they announced... Boba Fett at the end of the last season of Mandalorian. It's like, oh, this is a shoehorn. Like that, I, I wasn't expecting great things from it to begin with. So, I am at least going into it with that when I eventually watch it. But um, it's just a Obi- weird, weird. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, but whatever. That's fair. Obi Wan at least looks interesting. I'll definitely give it a ch- a chance, a fair chance, like I do with pretty much anything Star Wars at this point. Yeah, I'll it's- give it a shot. I, I've already... Uh, I should have rewatched this teaser trailer, too, because I've already forgotten most of it. I I kind of have to. <laughs> like I said, the biggest takeaway from me was that it's like, okay, it's Obi-Wan in the desert trying to make sure that Luke doesn't get murdered yet. Yeah, and um, there's a Spanish Inquisitioner or something. It, oh, that... Okay, you actually just reminded me of that. That I am actually very much looking forward to. I am very much looking forward to seeing live-action Inquisitors. Since Me? we've only since we've only gotten them in in Star Wars Rebels and Jedi Fallen Order, um, very curious to see how that goes. Very cool, very cool. Well, moving on, we've got a bunch of movie delays or oh shifts, rather. Not all of them are delays, but even the ones, at least one of the ones that isn't a delay, is still pretty unfortunate. Yes. We've got DC Super Pets moved back to July 29th, 2022. Thank God. It's a little longer before I have to watch that movie. And it has got... Keanu Reeves' Batman, as we talked about last week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Great. We've got Black Adam moving to October 21st. Which, okay. Neat. Okay. We've got Shazam! Fury of the Gods is moving up to 12-16... Or December 16th, 2022. Which means that those rat bastards put it up against Avatar 2. Yeah, that 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 sucks too because Shazam is actually a good. You know, I like the original Shazam, the first one. It was a really fun movie. I thought they did a good job of it. And Avatar Two is going to make money because it's Avatar Two, so it's going to probably take that weekend, which means it's taking all of the um, 
It's taking everything away from that movie, and it sucks. It's probably not. I guarantee well. you, their yeah. rationale was that Aquaman made a billion dollars in December, but it's not going to make a billion if it goes up against Avatar. Whereas Shazam didn't make a bunch of money, so if it goes up against Avatar and loses a bunch of money, oh well, it's just Shazam. I'm gonna be honest. When you first shared that news, and I saw you like being annoyed, I was like okay, it's going to December, what's the big deal? And I read into it, it's like, oh, that's right, there is another Avatar movie. Right. There's <laughs> it's like, four more Avatar movies. <laughs> what's, it's like, I don't see what the big deal... Oh, Yeah, okay. that was me. That was 100%. Because I never watched the first Avatar. Um, it's I, it never caught my attention. It's Dances but... with Wolves of Blue People. It is. <laughs> But um, when I saw it, it's like, what's? Why is he freaking out? Oh, that's right. That does exist. Oh, that's going to be fun. The, yeah. the second one at least sounds a little interesting, only because the a good majority of the film is going to apparently they have a lot of underwater scenes that they shot pretty like. Yeah, I, I don't know. James Cameron's like been talking about how you know insane the shooting was because most of the movie's underwater, and he did that before with that one movie. Um. Shit, what was that? The Abyss, you know, back in the 80s. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it sounds interesting how they're going to do it, but, I mean, it's going to make money. It's fucking Avatar. People oh, yeah, are going to go out of curiosity alone. So, I mean, I'm going I'm going to see the 3D because it's a James Cameron movie. So, I wish you luck. I cannot do 3D. <laughs> I, I'm the only, the only director I will actually go out of my way to watch stuff in 3D is James Cameron. Anything that James Cameron makes, the 3D is going to be good. I'm sure it will. Unfortunately for me, 3D still gives me a headache. There's only one 3D movie I've seen that I was able to tolerate, and that was They Shall Not Grow Old, which I still... That was amazing. It's great. I still kind of feel bad, because I probably did not do a good job telling you, Cody, before we watched it. It's like, yeah, by the way, this movie's kind of (laughs) gory. No, I figured it was going to be. I just thought I had a bigger... I thought I had a better stomach than that. I mean, I still sat through the whole thing. I'll be honest, when I... Because I studied, like, I study history and especially like history of warfare as a hobby. I realized like how much that was ingrained to me because I'm just like seeing like the goriness. I was like, yeah, that tracks. That that seems about right. And you're just kind of like, oh, I was like, oh wait, that's right. Cody's like actually a normal person when it comes to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so having been spared the wrath of Avatar two, Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom or whatever they're calling it has been moved back to March seventeenth, twenty twenty three. And that right? was originally the December movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, The Flash has backslid all the way back to June 23rd, 2023. That's a big slide. It was supposed to Yeah, it was supposed to come out in like November, I think. Of this year? Yeah. Next, that's a big yeah, that's slide. That's a pretty big slide. Do you think Fastest something man happened? alive, ladies and gentlemen. Fastest man alive. Any word if there was something that happened with, like, Post or whatever? As I understand it, it mostly has to do with they are very backed up on effects work. Because of, I guess, COVID restrictions or what have you. And The Flash, for example, has a metric fuckton of... (laughs) VFX shots Let's that have be to honest, be done. Every movie on this list, except for DC Super Pets, does because. <laughs> well, I mean, DC Super Pets is entirely animated, so that's but that's still a different bunch of in-house work. But that's different. That's a different skill set than um, you know be- doing all these post uh, post production effects and um, you know taking things out, de de digitizing things, you know, uh, adding in effects. And it takes all. It's, it's a lot more of a. It's a different skill set. They both take a long time, you know, to do. 
I, I don't know. I don't. I, I I get it. You know, I completely understand. You know. Yeah. But except the Shazam part. Fuck you for that. Mm. Yeah. That's fuck fuck a... you for putting it up against Avatar. Put put some don't want to see. Of... There's also a couple of other moves. Uh, the Meg Two has moved to August fourth, twenty twenty three. Did we need a Meg Two? No. Yeah, not, that's but... that's kind of my thing. It's like, <laughs> why is there a second one? <laughs> because the first one presumably made money. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to it. I the Meg Two, son of I Meg. Do... <laughs> my God. And Wonka has moved to December fifteenth, twenty twenty three. I want to make sure, because when you mentioned that to me, that was the first I heard about it. This is, like, actually Wonka as in Willy Wonka, correct? Yes. This is Willy Wonka's child, like, how he first, I think they're doing, like, a, basically they're they're doing the the Tim Burton-esque type of deal where it's, like, how, it's how uh, he got the factory, basically. Who's playing Willy Wonka? uh, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. I have no idea who that is. The kid from Dune. And a whole bunch of other things. Oh! He's a okay. pretty good actor right now. Oh, well, yeah, after doing, I'm not surprised to hear that. Okay, alright. It's just an interesting pick for Willy Wonka. I don't know. I I am... The original Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is in my top five favorite movies of all time. It's a masterpiece. It's perfect blend I, of everything, and it really shouldn't have been as good as it was with the background of the director and everything. The whole movie's history is fascinating, so um, the Tim Burton one made me want to throw up in my mouth. So this one, let's, let's hope this one is actually, you know, decent and not terrible. Let's hope this one skews more Gene Wilder than Johnny Depp. Oh my yeah, god, yes. Yes. I don't know. So the original Willy Wonka, it's a kind of a mixed bag for me, because I still hold that movie a special place in my heart as a kid. But as an adult, it is kind of a thing of like, yeah, some of these kids like are actually dead. Um. <laughs> well... The interesting thing with that movie is the director that they got to do the original, and this is a small tangent, and I apologize. The original director that they got to do the Willy Wonka, you know, original Willy Wonka movie, he was a commercial director and a documentary film director. So if you really, like, look at how some of the scenes are shot, especially some of the stuff with the teachers and all the skits that Mm -hmm. they did about finding the golden ticket, it feels like a documentary. And it kind of has that feel up until they get to the factory, so it's interesting. Uh, because that's the kind of directing that he did before, you know, um, but before he did this movie, he had no pr- practical full sp- full film experience, and he made that. It's pretty interesting. Okay, as I say, like, when you mentioned that, I was like, alright, that does actually make a lot of sense, considering yeah. what I remember of that movie. It's pretty dry um, up until he gets to the factory. It takes a while to get started, and it kind of has that, like, looking through the lens of the camera kind of deal. Oh, and yeah. And then that tunnel scene happens. And then the tunnel, and then scene, that tunnel scene happens. <laughs> what the hell was that? Uh, the the eight or was that movie in the seventies? Seventies. The seventies happened. That's what happened. Yeah, um, that tracks. Uh, we, should probably, we should probably move on from Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got some casting news for the Coyote versus Acme movie. Uh, we've got Will Forte and Lana Condor joining the cast. So what the hell is this movie? Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> why? I it's mean, a- I. <laughs> it, as I understand it, it's Wiley Coyote taking the Acme Corporation to court because of years of their faulty products backfiring on Wait, him. wait, really? I already yes. hate this. Who's writing it? That's an excellent question. I mean, me I'm probably going to go see it, but I already hate this. <laughs> if it's, oh, it's if... coming out next year. And really? John Cena's in it. <laughs> oh! Please tell me John Cena plays a lawyer, just some kind of lawyer. That's an excellent question. <laughs> oh my god. 
Cook. Oh my god, John Cena is in it. The idea sounds fun. If it, if it's a film, if it's, if it's a Lord of Miller film, I would I would I, that's the only two people I think that could do that concept and make it good and funny. But like, it's gonna be very cringy. They're gonna do it in a very bad way. It's like a hybrid live action like animated, right? I believe oh, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it so, gonna be like the recent Tom and Jerry movie then? Yep. Low budget Ugh. animation mixed with uh. Okay, so Will Forte is playing Wiley's lawyer, and. <laughs> John Cena is playing the lawyer's former boss who is representing Acme. Yeah! Oh my god, we're getting a legal drama with John Cena in it! Oh god! I hate this. I am very much looking forward to it. I will be it. there day one. July 21st, 2023, apparently, assuming no pushbacks. Ugh. It's going. It, I'm sure if something has to get moved, this is the first thing they're going to move. Oh, a hundred percent. Who thought? Oh my god! It can't be worse than Space Jam Two. All right, let me. Let, it uh, cannot, no, don't, don't no, jinx it. No, look, <laughs> it cannot be worse than a movie where the best part is a twenty second cameo by Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> In that a Looney the, Tunes movie. That was the best part. And that's, uh, I, that's just pathetic. I, I'm Unfortunately, with that movie, my brain is still stuck on Porky Pig being notorious B.I.G. P.I.G. I, I will forever hate that scene. Notorious P.I.G. Shut the hell up. Uh, <laughs> speaking especially as a hip-hop head, I will hate that. Even though I'm... So normally I'm pretty accepting with that mov- those movies because I understand that they're made for kids now so they are not going to completely appeal to me but no about everything about that just no that was me remember when i called that one guy getting hit with a basketball in the head (laughs) it can't be as as good as the time that you predicted the entirety of spiral i did Um, i did do that still need to watch that (laughs) we're watching i'm gonna put that on the list i'm gonna put that on the movie we can't put it on the list there's people who are squeamish oh yeah that's right oh that's true yeah because it's a we're gonna have to stream it at some point. Oh yeah. Mo- moving on. Uh, yeah, we've got some. She. We got our first look at She-Hulk's actual She-Hulk form, thanks to some uh, promo art on merchandising and Amazon listings. I'm actually gonna pull this up real quick because yeah, I, I saw it's it. All right. It's she's it's Gamora effects. <laughs> oh okay. It, it, they they painted. Wow, it, green. it really is. They, <laughs> I okay. Mean, what, what do you do for She-Hulk? You just paint her green and give her the suit. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's that's Gamora with longer hair, basically. I mean, yeah, she looks like the character. Cool. <laughs> it doesn't mean the show's gonna be good. I'll wait and see. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping legal comedy. I'll wait for a trailer, but which presumably we should be getting soon. I should think. I think She Hulk was next up after Moon Knight in Disney Plus series. So okay. what, like May, probably. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, how, well, how long is it until Moon Knight comes out? Moon, Moon Knight comes month? out the thirtieth. Oh, okay. So yeah, probably like May, maybe June, if well, I had to guess. It's it's actually you know what this kind of connects to the next bit of news I saw, that I got. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's also interesting because you'd think they wouldn't want it to overlap with Obi Wan Kenobi, but also that's stupid because if they keep churning out Marvel and Star Wars content, eventually something's gonna have to overlap. Oh, hundred percent. And it's stupid of them to like. It's like, well, what's going to happen if we release both? People are going to watch one, then the other, you you, you big dinguses. And we're still going to get our money from them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, going into that next bit of news, 
The Hollywood Partnership, a website that, among other things, reports on road closures for premieres and whatnot, may have just given us Miss Marvel's premiere date on Disney+. Plus. Uh, typically speaking, the premiere event happens a week before it uh, show ends up on Disney+. Plus. For example, they got Moon Knights listed as whatever the week before March 30th is. And if this pattern continues and this listing is correct, we should have Miss Marvel's first episode on June 8th. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Be yeah. curious, curious to see how that pans out. I That's actually, surprisingly, the one that I'm least looking forward to now, and it's exclusively because they apparently have changed her powers. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, It's still not confirmed completely, but it does look like they've given her some kind of energy construct thing. Instead of her usual shape-shifting and embiggening. Oh. Because yeah. Mr. Fantastic is coming. I don't even think oh. it's that. I think what it might actually be is they want to bring her more in line with with Carol and Monica in time for the Marvels. But if so, that's really disappointing. I know it's like I, I, I know taking liberties is part and parcel of it, but Miss Marvel's powers are a big part of what make her really fun to read, and they're also a really good shorthand metaphor for the awkwardness of puberty, and especially being a superhero going through that shit. So, I don't know. I'm not overly optimistic, but to be fair, even if you lose that effective visual metaphor... Uh, Miss Marvel's main appeal is still in the character being a big superhero fan geek, and as long as they keep that, I'm sure it'll still be fine. It'll just nag at me forever in the back of my head. And, you know, there's nothing saying that this won't be a temporary thing and she might not gain her regular powers later on, but who knows? Eh. Who knows? Yeah. It's definitely a blow and not a write-off, I guess. Yeah, get me a teaser. That's mm-hmm. that's really just all I have to say about anything Marvel Studios announces at this point. It's like, just just get me a trailer. Howard the okay. Duck movie? Yeah, sure, get me a trailer. I would uh, love no. Howard the Duck movie. You two would go by yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Howard the Duck? I would not want to get do Howard the Duck. Have I shown you the original Howard the Duck? Like the, like the comic itself? No, the movie. No, the movie. No, but I remember... I forget who it was, but I remember somebody watching... Like making a video review of it like years ago, and it's like you know that's 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 all I need to see about that movie. Oh no, we're <laughs> watching it at some point now. That was the moment that I went. I don't need to watch this movie. That was that was very much a I could have gone the rest of my life never seeing that type fun, of deal. <laughs> fun fact: that was the first Marvel property adapted onto the big screen, and it was directed by George Lucas. It was it wasn't directed by oh, Lucas, produced. but it was produced by Lucasfilm. That. Kind of shows. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> sorry. No, we're gonna make you at some point. Eh, you'll never take. You'll never take me alive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Yes. Uh, got some comics news, and I might, I might actually skip around a bit and just get all three of them in one go. Uh, these are just things that are upcoming that I'm excited for. June 16th, we are getting the first issue of Defenders Beyond from Al Ewing with Javier Rodriguez as the artist, I believe. Uh, I'm a big Al Ewing fan, and I'm also a big fan of most of the people on this roster because we're getting Tigra, Blue Marvel, 
America Chavez, Taya, Taya, I don't know how you pronounce it, she's the mother of Galactus, and mm. Loki, and it's specifically mentioned to be in the official, like, synopsis or whatever, a variant who people familiar with Ewing's previous run on the character will love to see, so it's it's God of Stories Loki, presumably, from the end of Agent of Asgard. Hmm. Oh boy, variants! Yay! Sorry, I had to make that joke. I know it yeah. was low-hanging fruit. Um... <laughs> no, Agent of Asgard is like one of my favorite comic runs of all time, so mm. I'm quite pleased to see this particular brand of Loki come back in whatever form. If I may ask, because I don't, as you know, I don't really read the comics that much. I just basically read like the wiki from now and again. What sets this one apart? Uh, it's basically a Loki who stopped caring what everybody else thinks about him. Well, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that's <It's>, very dangerous. <laughs> it's really good. Um, honestly, I have the trade paperback. I have all three volumes of Agent of Asgard. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you borrow them, because I don't want to give anything away about this one. Mm. And unfortunately, all of God of Stories Loki's awesome moments require me to give away what happens. This okay. wasn't... This this wasn't like the no wait that was a different Loki setup the one that Christina like re, our friend Christina really likes okay no so that's mind. also that oh is it okay yeah. cool that okay now that makes sense <laughs> still dangerous still terrifying <laughs> yeah okay yeah in more Loki news uh although this one's a bit of a double edged sword there is now an alligator Loki comic what and the hell? first issue is Why? now available exclusively on Marvel Unlimited because it's digital only. So how do you make an entire comic based like on on an alligator? Apparently it's alligator Loki and Thor getting up the shenanigans. Oh my god. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, Thor's not no, no, Thor's not an alligator. Let me be clear. Oh my god, no, that would have been better if he issue. was an alligator. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It would be more interesting if Thor was an alligator. Never no, mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> Guys, guys, it's alligator. It's, from, it's the variant world, okay? So it's the very every one of them are are like swamp creatures. Every single one of the only adventures are swamp creatures. See, oh, that would be really that. Okay, I would actually as I would actually be a little on board with that. It sounds horrid, so I would be That's it. reading it. It's it's set in basically the entire world is just the state of Florida. So all all the villains are just like Floridians that are you know. Um, dumping it's stuff the in world the world of Florida Marvel. Yeah, it's, it's it, Tampa is the uh, no Orlando. What's a terrible city in Flo in Florida that we can call Gotham as? Yeah, Ocala is Gotham. Yes, <laughs> or Keller, or like arguably Ebor as well. Sarasota. Oh God, okay. Well, Sarasota's not horrible. It was just boring because there's nothing to do when it's mostly filled with old people. Jacksonville. Uh, well, uh, enough. Let's let's not isolate our non-Floridian viewers anymore. Uh... <laughs> Atlanta. That's not. In... That's not Florida. You said don't alienate the non-Floridians. Okay, okay. It's the entire southeast of the U.S. Okay, all of the swamplands. So all of, like the Mississippi swamplands, all of the New Orleans swamplands, and you know that way you can have Bella Reeves still there. You can have like all. Uh, you realize Gotham is a DC thing, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, 
It's still no. I mean, it it still works as an analogy, though. Bro, it does, but bro, I haven't slept in a while, y'all. Just give me some breaks. At least, they, at least they didn't say something that, like that wasn't a comic book thing. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's no. why I'm keeping my mouth shut because, like so, I said, I mostly read the wiki. <laughs> the last bit of comic news before I go back to other news. Gail Simone is writing Variants, a apparently it's a Jessica Jones series where she runs into a bunch of different multiversal versions of herself. So I guess we're getting into the Jessica verse. Variant seems is, to be a big it, thing right now. Is it bad that just on that premise I already kinda sort of hated a little bit? No, I mean but Gail Simone's a good writer and I I would very much like to see Jessica Jones get a little more focused because unfortunately really the only genuinely super good stuff Jessica Jones has is her original run. Mm. And yeah. I'd like yeah. to see the character branch out past that. Uh, that's understandable. Then again, I think she had one post Secret Wars that I remember I don't remember much. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to catch up on it before I start talking too much smack about it. I don't know. I'm just glad it's not another Spider-Verse, if I'm honest. Yeah. Oh, boy. And not another Spider-Verse, not another Venom-Verse. I'm glad it's not a Loki-Verse. <laughs> or a Strange-Verse. A Strange-Verse? I'm honestly glad it's nothing that has anything to do with any of the stuff the MCU is doing. Okay, well, actually, oh, okay, if it's not really the MCU, I'm cool with that, because it kind of sounded like that it was some banking off of a little bit of a Loki. Um... Okay, then never mind then. Eh. Yeah, so, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Moving on to other other news that's more movie and TV stuff. Boy, I really should have. I really should have like organized these. <laughs> hey man, you did a good job. Thank you. Sean Levy has been tapped and is expected to commit to directing Deadpool three. Since he's also what? directed Free Guy, The Atom Project, and The Night at the Museum series, I think we're in pretty good hands. All yeah, going. no. Actually, um... More Free Guy than, than than The Atom Project, but... Yeah. I enjoyed both. I obviously enjoyed Free Guy a heck of a lot more. Did you but... watch yeah. The Atom Project? Yeah, I finished it not too long ago, actually, before we started recording. I will talk about... We will talk about that later on, but yeah, that's, that's the... Yeah. that's the last bit. Yeah. Whatever, regardless. Except for gaming... New ga game release. Oh, that's very. That's yeah. the one. I got a couple other movie things before we switch over to gaming as well. But that's yeah. Happen. There are some other things on here. There's yeah, I, I, I'm just glad to have news on Deadpool three because it's mm -hmm. been like they've been sure to reassure us it's still coming, so that's nice. But it's also good to have something concrete and something where it's like ah yes, a sign of meaningful progress. I'm still just very curious to see how because it's like you. I believe you said that they have confirmed. That it's going to be in the MCU, and it's still going to be R-rated. Yes. So, from a, not so much from a general storyline pr perspective, but more of a movie promotion, not scaring away all the parents perspective, I'm very curious to see how that turns out. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, because Marvel has been very strict on the, I feel like, on the PG-13 with the shit bomb thrown in every now and again. Well, uh, Kevin Feige keeps talking up that Moon Knight's pushing the boundaries of what they're able to get away with, and we'll see if that's true, but... I know. doubt... I doubt it's gonna... I don't know. They're gonna make it a PG-13 movie. I mean... 
Yeah, I, I doubt they're gonna make it R. Honestly, the thing is, you can get away with a lot of shit in PG thirteen. Oh, you <laughs> absolutely can. The main thing is just swearing, ultimately, and nudity. As long as as long as nobody as long as nobody whips out their Yahoo, and as long <laughs> as nobody says the f bomb more than once. As long as no, as long as nobody pulls out their their license and registration, everybody's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see you are a man of culture as well. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Moving on past Deadpool three and the need to drop constant f bombs. <laughs> we now have confirmation that Michael Giacchino is directing Marvel Studios' Halloween special for Disney+. Plus. Oh boy, is this going to be a Star Wars Christmas special? No, uh, that's what the Guardians holiday special yeah, is. Yeah, that's legitimately what the Guardians is. Oh, is it now? <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing about this one for me is that we know, like, trades are reporting that this is happening. Gail Garcia Bernal and Laura Donnelly are both starring... We don't know as who, but speculation is they're playing werewolf by night and vampire by night. Mm-hmm. We know it's happening. The trades are saying it's coming out this year. And Marvel has not said anything about it, which is crazy to me, because they've announced so much shit coming out that we're not going to see for at least, like, two years. Mm. And just, just nutty. Maybe they maybe they think it's going to be a surprise, even though everybody already knows that it's yeah. happening. No, see, yeah. the, the, the worst part is... Fuck, what was I saying? The worst part about it <laughs> is I feel like if you were going to do that, mm-hmm. they should have done it with the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, because that's filming at the same time as Volume 3. So if anybody caught anything... You could, they could just brush it off and, oh, okay, so I guess Guardians 3 is going to have, like, a holiday band? That's kind of weird. Isn't that strange? And then just imagine everybody losing their collective shit when it shadow dropped in December on Disney+. Plus. Just the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and everybody just throwing their arms up like, what is this? What, <laughs> what is this nonsense? Marvel, you didn't tell me about this. I mean, I'm still, I'm still glad they did tell me about it, but also how dare they because I've had to wait two years for this thing. But just to, like, you can't get away with that with a brand new production with brand new characters because they're gonna figure out that it's Marvel and they're gonna figure out. They're just gonna figure it out. If you're gonna hide it, hide it in another production. Yeah, especially since it's with it, with it being Marvel, there's always gonna be eyes on whatever they do. Yeah, exactly. So. There's there's no. If you're gonna if you're gonna hide something, you might as well hide it in plain sight. Yeah. I could make a Formula One analogy, but I would be the only person who would get that. Joke, <laughs> <I'm going> to. <laughs> Don't isolate our viewers. Now the real question is: Will Will Gail Garcia Bernal be playing the original Werewolf by Night, aka Mister Jack Russell? Please tell me that's not the character. That is one hundred percent real. Oh, that hurts. That is one hundred percent comic book accurate. So, are that you telling hurts. me that he's a Jack Russell terror? Shut the hell <laughs> that up. That makes it even better! <laughs> Congratulations! I never thought of that joke! How, how is it that you, of all people, have never thought of that joke? <laughs> I just thought a werewolf named Jack Russell was funny. I never thought Jack Russell terror. <laughs> oh my god. Fun fact, oh. Moon, Knight, Moon Knight made his debut in the Werewolf by Night comic. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe he'll show up. Who knows? Probably. 
Um, oh, that see. hurt just now. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween, let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have confirmation that Elvira is joining the cast of Rob Zombie's The Monsters. <laughs> Which is still a sentence I never thought I would ever hear. Oh, no, life. it gets even weirder. It's a PG movie. He's or, directing a movie for kids. That's a freaking lie. No, it's Rob's, not. It's been confirmed. Rob, I am... It's Rob Zombie, though. But he's making a PG movie! <laughs> El Superstar! It's gonna be... Rob Zombie's gonna take every opportunity to be, like, borderline with that. It's gonna be the most violent PG movie that ever exists! <laughs> <laughs> now, Just, I, like, pe- people going down, but there's no actual blood. <laughs> I, I, should, I should mention, technically, Elvira is not joining the monsters. Her actress, Cassandra Peterson, right. is, is joining the film. Mm. But let let let's be fair. It's Elvira's in the monsters. If you get her, you're gonna get them. You're gonna get Elvira. Well, the funny thing is, she's apparently playing a real estate agent. Oh, there oh. has to be a there has to be a reference. There's going to be. There's no way they would do that and not try and post credit scenes where she comes out as Elvira. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> set up we'll the see. Uh, set up the uh, the monsterverse. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody, in advance. When does yeah, this come for... out? I need to find out when this movie comes out. Probably around Halloween, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, that would be his M.O. Oh, it's going... Oh, nope, it's being released theatrically and going to Peacock. Neat. Oh, okay. When? Still no release date. Probably Halloween. <laughs> so... Put money on it. Halloween so... now. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, and it's apparently a little over two hours. Okay. Um... Wait, what? So, I oh, just yeah, saw running time 163 minutes. Look at that. Yeah. I like how there's no release date, but there's a runtime. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is we've, that? <laughs> so, we've talked about werewolves. We've talked about monsters. Let's talk about bats again. Yeah, vampires, essentially. Batmen, if you will. The not bat. man bat. Not, not men bat. Batman. No, not, not men of bats, but what, One Jonathan Q. Batman. <laughs> The Batman has passed $400 million worldwide and is set to hit $500 million soon, if it hasn't already. Uh, I think I left this one off, but we now have official confirmation the Penguin spinoff series has received a straight-to-series order at HBO Max. So that one is officially progressing forward. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. What was I, up? Oh, what, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I really like Colin Farrell's Penguin, so yeah. <laughs> I, I think everybody did. shocked that that, that, that was him. That that was him being the penguin, right? After <laughs> yeah, he he's gonna win best makeup on that. The team has to win. He best has makeup on to. That. that the team who did his like makeup and everything like kicked ass. They of have to win won't best win. It's tape shit. Oh yeah. Nope, wait, that's... Suicide Squad won best makeup. I think. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, it and not and not the good one, the shitty one. <laughs> Why did Suicide Squad win makeup? Killer Croc. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah, honestly, so would... you can actually say oh, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad 2016. Ugh. <laughs> it, just, it leaves a filthy taste in your mouth, doesn't it? Which which is unfortunate because I don't even like really like totally hate that movie, but it still is just like, ugh. It's very middling. Like, it's even yeah. worse because it's like that's a shitty movie and also the Academy Awards have lost basically all credibility. Oh, yeah. But it still doesn't feel right. No. Which I guess, in a way, means it feels about as right as it's ever gonna get. 
<laughs> but I don't know. Congrats on the Batman team for for reaching that that, that major you know sales goal. I'm saying sales goal like I'm their manager. Oh my god. Um, congrats on the Batman for doing so successful, being so successful even without you know I believe the Chinese market and a couple of other markets which we won't talk about. Um, movie's good. Yeah, movie's good. Movie's it good. Is. Movie's is doing well. It's just too damn long but it uses it, it needs to be <laughs> long but it's long as shit so and that's yeah. fair i i take it you guys already talked about it that was last, last time yeah okay cool you i only saw it this past episode week episode one the batman and other stuff <laughs> <laughs> well, i only saw the no because i didn't want to be spoiled on the movie before i saw it <laughs> yeah and we saw it like last week yeah i know but you guys were. And st- you still haven't watched petition, the podcast. Can I petition to name this episode Jack Russell Terror? <laughs> I was probably just going to call it the Adam Project and other stuff, but. <laughs> <laughs> but what? I might just call it Jack Russell Terror. And yeah, other stuff. I'd say there's your title, man. <laughs> Let's move on. We're almost <laughs> done here. Yeah, no, Greg, as soon as this is done, you have to watch episode one of the podcast or you're not allowed back on. Oh, okay. Give me that engagement. <laughs> <laughs> roger, roger. Okay, so... I'm kidding, you don't have to watch it right away, but watch it before next week, so help me God. Okay, okay fine. Ah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was not a joke. I'm dead serious. <laughs> we know where you live. I do know where you live. He I does don't. actually know where I live. But he knows know where, where I live, so I, it balances out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he also oh, yeah. and Cody knows where I live. I feel like this whole section is just gonna have to be titled "Random Nonsense" with a timestamp because this ain't nothing to do with anything. But I love it. Moving on. Yeah, actual yes. news. Uh, Sam Jackson has confirmed that Martin Freeman is going to be in Secret Invasion, presumably reprising the role of Everett Ross or a Skrull who happens to look like Everett Ross. <laughs> so that's gonna be fun. Yeah, we already fun. know from set photos that. It looks like Don Cheadle might be in it, or might just make a cameo as a as a picture. But okay. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That would be I funny guess. if it's just him as a picture. That would just be <laughs> hilarious. If that was a cameo. Don, Don Cheadle, Cheadle is, just... is a picture of Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dirty. No way. Funny but dirty. Don Cheadle is a picture of a scroll disguised as Rhodey. This is Rhodey. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets an Emmy nomination anyway. <laughs> The reason that you know it's a scroll is because he can walk. You know he got nominated <laughs> oh. for. You know he got nominated for uh, best guest star or whatever for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Really? What? Yeah. No, it was great. Everybody lost their shit, and he just went on Twitter and went, "I don't get it either, guys." <laughs> <laughs> I just bumped the table. Uh, unfortunate. That's a strange one. That's that's a strange. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, it's terrible. I think I think people figured that Carl Lumbly didn't get it because he was in too many episodes to qualify as a guest actor. Carl Lumbly was U.S. agent. No, he was he was Isaiah Bradley. Oh, okay. Because eh. honestly, okay. like if anybody should have. But anyways, yeah, no, so. that's exciting. Uh, as I think, Secret Invasion is still supposed to come out this year. <laughs> really? I don't know because. Huh. There, there were hints of it, like it was on Marvel's Japanese website for a bit, but then they took it off, so maybe it got pushed back. Who knows? We'll find out, yeah. I guess. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah. Just keep eyes on, I suppose. Yeah. 
So for the last bit of news before we get into our topic and then our review, uh, I got a couple pieces myself actually. Oh yeah, cool. Neat. You do yours first. Yeah, all right. Right, I forgot you're also in it. My bad. Mm. No, it's cool. The worst part is probably not going to be too much editing of this, so I'm leaving this in. More random nonsense, <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's a Kite Man spinoff coming to HBO Max. Why? Hell yeah! Because <laughs> yeah. Kite Man. Don't get me wrong. Kite Man was very much one of the best parts of Harley Quinn, but that's another thing that seems like it's just kind of a we're gonna pull this out because we think it'll make us money. Like that's that's kind of how I feel about that. In all honesty. Because HBO Max needs all the subs it can get. Don't you know? No, wait. No, they don't. They're doing fine. Their subscriber count boomed ever since they made Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did it really? No. Oh, okay. Maybe it did. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to say, it's like, it's like, huh. Okay. Um, uh, That just seems... That still, to me, just feels like it came a bit out of left field. The Kite Man thing? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I like Kite Man, so... Oh, I like Kite Man, too. I just... I don't know. I, I I would be more excited about that if there was also more news about the next season of Harley Quinn, I, I guess. I mean, we know that's coming. Of yeah, course Have they coming. given a release date or anything? Uh... No. Okay. Yeah. Eh. Uh, like I mean, like I said with Obi-Wan, I'll at least give it a chance. Apparently, um, I... the, the setup of this, according to Harley Quinn co-creator slash co-showrunner Patrick Schumacher, is... He's apparently going to be taking over uh, management of supervillain hangout Noonans. And he's trying to run the bar by himself, but doesn't turn out so easy. So, bartender kite man. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Not a total sell, but interesting for me, at least. Yeah. Okay. So, Nick, you've got news. Yeah, a couple, two more pieces of new movie news that just basically interested me. Uh, and, uh, and then I got some game news, which is very, very, once again, very bare bones. Yeah, we can do um, game release roundup before everything else this time. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so, in movie news that I have, um, the Predator prequel that's coming out, uh, has, you know, the details have officially been confirmed, and, uh, after months and months and months of speculation because of the weird, uh, cover poster that they put, uh, or the poster that they put out, it's been confirmed that it's going to be set in 1719 and take place in the Great Plains in America. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yep. He's the Buffalo what? Predator. <laughs> I, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Considering it's a Predator, that is random as shit. You think? <laughs> That is nuttier than squirrel shit. Apparently um. the director, uh, Dan Trattenberg, basically he's been inspired by, like, apparently he's taking inspiration from the 2018 God of War game. So I guess... He, <laughs> what? I, that, that's what he said. So I mean, granted, I haven't played that game, so it's like, yeah, God of War's so great. You know what makes sense? Predator in the early 18th century. Predator of <laughs> War. It, it's, I, I do not know. It, I am just so baffled by the choice to do this, and... Uh, the Predator movie that was before this was absolutely god-awful and explained that anybody with autism uh, is just, you know, the next form of human evolution, apparently, according to the Predator movies. So maybe oh, this boy. girl is autistic and she's gonna, like, you know, um, she they're, they're, they're coming down to hunt her because, you know, she's the next form of human evolution. I don't know. 
The it how wasn't was crazy, that... Max. It was the next step in human evolution. Uh, how are the humans in that time period supposed to fight? That's such an <laughs> unfair <laughs> matchup. It's like because they have what? Well, what firearms existed at that time? You like see, you ever see Return of the Jedi? Locks? <laughs> Return of the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, you remember how the Ewoks took down the <laughs> We are the Ewoks now. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> It's 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 like Predator's biggest weakness: firearms that are dangerous to basically everybody except what's directly in front of it. Um, it's just okay. very weird. This guy, the guy, the guy who's directing it, did Ten Cloverfield and Lane, so it's just it's just a, it, there's a lot of weird things about this movie that make it very interesting. Uh, the, the weirdest being that they're making a Predator movie set in the 1700s. I I'm do not know. I want to see the trailer like tomorrow. Like I, whenever it comes out, I'm seeing it. I need, I need to see what they're gonna do with this. I mean, I would like to see a trailer, but that just sounds so unfair. It does. <laughs> what um, the hell? Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be great. But uh, m- moving on from that, uh, you know, um, other Never. movies. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, I believe this is also no, the 1800s. We're moving up to the 19th century. Um, <laughs> uh, the first look has come in, you know, of, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Napoleon, uh, he's playing Napoleon in Ridley Scott's new movie about him called Kitbag. Now, this has been announced, I think, a couple of years okay. ago. Um, and I am very excited for this. Um, I, I, I really wanted to see what, what, uh, what Joaquin Phoenix is going to do after his, you know, um, after his award, you know, um, what victory road on, uh, on Joker. Um, and I'm, I'm really interested to see, I think that this is a role that he can really succeed at. Um, I mean, honestly, if it's a movie about Napoleon, you already have my personal interest. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. And apparently it's about his, uh, his exile. So it's about his mm. exile, uh, to Elba. Um, so I'm, I'm just interested to see what they're going to do with this. As um, another okay. short, angry person, I look forward to this. <laughs> I'm definitely it watching a- it. If I remember correctly, wasn't Napoleon like not actually that short? Shut his up. enemies. Did... <laughs> <laughs> False history. Don't not rewrite history. I, I'm sorry. This is what I do. Napoleon um, was actually six foot five. Okay. <laughs> was he really? No, I'm, oh, I, okay, I don't know. No, he was like Maybe. five six apparently. Oh, okay. there, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, history nerd Greg took over there. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Regardless, uh, you know, still I'm, interested because it's it, a movie about Napoleon, directed by Ridley Scott. So uh, it's still I'm... really funny because when you first brought this up to me, and I, I I forgot it in between then and now, but when you first brought it up to me, my brain was not working properly, and my first thought was you were saying that joaquin phoenix was going to be starring in ridley scott's napoleon dynamite <laughs> oh yeah that's right he's insane <laughs> and i was just uh, like i'm not saying no but i have many questions many questions no no and then i thought about it and you know they could do it it's it's like 30 or 40 years later napoleon dynamite is living in his hometown he never left he now works at a post office he's like very you know he's 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 uh you know he does he does mail and he hates life. Thank you all, all those awesome awesome mail carriers out there. By the way, this is not a jab at you. This is just uh, this is my envisioning. If I could write the Napoleon Dynamite sequel that we all need, um, Uncle Pedro dies and uh, and and he goes to the funeral and reconnects with all of his old friends and realizes that you know 
there's more to life than than what he's doing. I, let's move on. This is maybe he was <laughs> an idiot all along. As, Nick, do you have another thing after that? That was it for movie news. I got a little bit of game news. Uh, very okay. very quick. Just the new releases coming out this week. Uh, this is the week of uh, what March thirteenth to nineteenth, depending on whenever it gets uploaded. Um, What's coming out? The big releases are GTA Five is finally getting really, you know, released on the new platforms on PS Five and Xbox Series X. Ugh. On, uh, <laughs> not, sorry, uh, sh- not not I, like anybody actually cares, but it's, no, I, mean, I, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just hate that immensely. Continue. I do too. I do too. But that's a that's a major release. Um, Phantom Breaker, which is a kind of a niche fighter, is you know getting another sequel. It comes out in a couple of days. Um, on March 15th, which is actually tomorrow as of the day of the recording. Um, no, don't tell them that. <laughs> Persona, Persona 4 Ultimate um, Arena Ultimax is coming out for PS4, Switch, and PC on March 17th. Oh, shit! Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get that! So, <laughs> so yeah, that's coming out soon, so uh, pre-order that. <laughs> Very curious to see how that affects the collectability of regular Persona 4. Oh no, the uh, oh yeah, 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 because you gave me game store, yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, that's my job. It's like basically paying attention to the collector market and making sure people don't like go crazy, well, which they gonna, do anyway. It's going to go crazy. I'm, trust me, I buy for the collector market. It's awful. <laughs> I still hate the fact that you guys have two copies of Kuan that are over a thousand dollars, and I want to die. Uh, yeah, I really want Kuan, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to take a loan out for it. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> last major game that's coming out. This is the biggest game that's coming out this week. Is the new Final Fantasy game, Stranger of Paradise, which is very bizarre. I don't know if any of y'all know about it. It's oh, is that the one weird. that's a prequel? It's to the it's, original. It's not a. It's not a prequel. It's a. It, it's being. It, it's it's from the perspective of the villain of the first game. So I mean, I'm gonna it, be. It's I'm kind of a prequel, actually. Now that now that you say it, yeah, it's basically like it's everything that led up to, um, you know, it's the villain's arc of the original <laughs> series. So it's kind of interesting because you because you play as Jack Garland, who is the main big baddie of the first Final Fantasy game. So it looks very interesting. I I don't know how it is. I don't know how it plays. I just know that it's an. I believe it's an action. You know, an ARPG. You guys, um, you want to know something really funny? What? I just looked Uh-oh. at I just looked at his Wikipedia. Hmm. Three player co op. Who does Why? three player co op? It's got Why one more player do... than Gotham Knights. If a Final Fantasy prequel can get another player, you can't give the four player four choosable care player characters what have I done? Batman game four players to play at. This I I, I just want to I'm just want to make sure because the overall continuity of Final Fantasy escapes me. Like for me, there isn't any. Almost, <laughs> there really me, isn't any. Just, we're talking like prequel to like old school okay, like Famicom is, Final Fantasy. This right? is a prequel to the original Final Fantasy game. I'm seeing alternate universe okay. retelling rather than prequel. So alternate. Well, there you so go. So it's it's like what Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake is to Final Fantasy VII. Or a better way to say it is it's probably like, um, you know, the Castlevania Lord of Shadows game. It's kind of like a retelling kind of like that uh, in the same vein. I'll take your uh, word for it. I'll take your word for it as well. I also might be talking completely out of my ass, but that, those are the new releases for this week that matter. The other crap is like, ooh, Monster Energy Supercross 5. Ooh. Why did you tell me? Hmm? Why did what? you tell me? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, that's a big release. I have to know about this game that I don't give a shit about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As I say, I'm I'm the racing game nerd, and even I'm just like, (laughs) eh. Exactly. Uh, I got one more thing about games, and then then I guess we can move on to our topic for the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, That is Today in Gaming History, what game releases came out historically. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, the March, March 15th, this is when we're recording it, uh, major releases, we've got Tony Hawk Pro Skater is now 22 years old. My god. Um, oh god. He, yeah. How old um, is Tony Hawk? <laughs> he's like 60, he's like 50. Actually, isn't he in his 60s now? I My think god. he just hit his 60s, I think, I think when he turned 60, he did his last 900. 53. Oh, 50 must have been when he did his Still, last though. Still, yeah, he's oldest. he's old, he's really old. Yeah. Um... But yeah, obviously that's a major game. Obviously it's a major, major, major release. I mean, that game literally, it kind of brought Scott Punk back into the mainstream, at least for a little bit of time. It, it re- A lot of people kind of got their identity from that game. Myself that's the impression that I get. Oh yeah. I no, hate, those games. I hate you. I hate uh, you too. No, I mean, I wasn't commenting on your identity, but it is more like those games very much shaped a very significant portion of the gaming industry, at least until, like, the early, like, the early-mid-2010s. Well, Tony... Can I keep Tony... making the joke until Greg acknowledges it? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind, I'm not going to. He made a really... Okay. He made a, he made a funny. Um, a <laughs> couple of other games that are notable that came out to, uh, today in history. 24 years ago, on March 15th, 1998, we had SimCity 3000. Um, mm. You know, very, very decent city builder game. Obviously, SimCity, everybody knows what it is. Um, we got Total War Shogun 2 on March 15th of 2011, uh, along with Yakuza 4. Um, and I guess the only really other game, two games I want to put out at note are Samurai Warriors 4, um, and Sultan Sanctuary, both on March 15th of uh, 2016. Uh, Oh, and, uh, on March 15th of 2010, we got Castlevania Rondo of Blood for the Turbo CD, which seems a little late for that game to come out on the Turbo CD. I was going to say, the Turbo CD? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why that came out in 2010. I'd have to do a little bit more research. But, like, that's a very late for the Turbo 16 to get a game. Yeah. And I thought people remaking Dreamcast games was insane. Uh... Whatever. But th- th- those are the major <laughs> releases that came out, um, you know, um, somewhere between the range of 5 to 20 years from, uh, you know, ago. So. Oh, okay. That's... Huh. Turbo 16 game. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm surprised too. I was like, what? Okay. I know they made PSP. They made PSP games up until like 2015 or 2016. So it doesn't surprise me. Japan is weird. Um, You're not wrong there. <laughs> moving on. Let's talk about our topic and then, you know, I guess go into our movie review. Yeah. So, so our topic today is uh, actually related to why we are reviewing the Atom Project. Which is that I tried watching Turning Red, and I got 12 minutes in, and I thought, this is really uncomfortable, and I'm not having any fun watching this. So I'm going to (laughs) just click away. I guess we're doing the Atom Project. And the reason I figured out is because I miss old Disney villains, where they could be absolutely rotten human beings, and it was fine. Because you knew the movie didn't expect you to sympathize with them, and you knew that they were going to face basically the wrath of animated God at some point or another. (laughs) And it seems like lately, Disney's more about, yeah, we want the antagonist to be a 
sympathetic and ultimately still human being underneath it all. I'm like, that's worse. That's so much worse. That means when I have to, when I have to sit through and watch these people be awful to other people, I I know there's no comeuppance coming. Mm. Even worse is that some of those classic villains that um, you know, did get their comeuppance in the end are now getting reimaginings about how they're sympathetic characters or went through tra- trauma, so we should, you know, give them a little bit of slack for the stuff they did. Yeah, and the worst part uh, is, like, I like Cruella, but I'm also very much frustrated at them being determined not to make her Cruella DeVille. Yeah, well, that was definitely something I picked up when I saw the movie, which is, like, I'm enjoying every second of it, but there's not a lot of, like, actually evil stuff that Cruella was known for, which is a bit weird. She was a she was an IRL shit poster, and I mean that in the <laughs> best way I possibly can. Uh, I don't want to make the obvious joke right now about one particular scene of that movie, because that would take us totally off track. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, like, I we mean, haven't gotten horribly off track before. We're one hour and six minutes into this, and we haven't talked about the movie yet. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. it. We will yeah. get to it. But regardless, um, you know, I... Another good example is that Maleficent, they had to make three movies of to explain how she's actually a sympathetic character who needs to have, you know, or two. Thank God there's not a third. (laughs) Maybe there uh, is. I don't know. Maybe they're making one. I don't know. Let me look it up. Oh, God. Yeah, I I hope they are. But they're going to be doing this because. A Maleficent (laughs) three. Oh, God. I'm going to wait. Suspense. I want to say there is, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. Great, great content here for the, con- for the podcast. Yeah, no. Let me look up real quick if the Oh, Looper. I don't care what Looper says. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about the movie Looper. No, it's a, it's a clickbait website. I know what Looper is. Yeah. Regardless, um, I don't actually... You know, I see where you're coming from with there that, might but be? I think... Oh, there might be. There might be. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You, yeah, no, you should apologize. I am I am now ninety five percent sure that you willed it into existence by talking about it right now. <laughs> and that all these articles backdated to six months ago are just a ripple in time caused by your actions. I, I apologize. I ruined <laughs> I, I ruined everything. I, 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 I wanna make my formal apology. Uh you know, I'm sorry for those that I have wronged. It's my fault. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so, so my my take on the whole like villains thing granted i a lot of the disney movies even though i definitely watched a lot of them when i was younger i would say i'm probably not as attached to them as you guys are my thing as far as like how they do characters now is that what i would like is if they still kind of made the characters like have human qualities that are like i guess somewhat realistic but still have them meet their comeuppance because it's a thing of like Okay, you can give them like actual human qualities to make it more relatable, but don't miss on the fact that what they're doing is evil as hell, and you, they need to like face the consequences of their actions. Well, let me expound a little bit about why this whole debate started in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. Me and uh, me, me and me and Cody were talking about uh, turning red because obviously, as he said, he hated the movie. I actually liked the movie, and I think I'm the <laughs> only person in the planet that I think likes that movie. No, because least I the other people okay. clearly like it too. I and I did I say I hate. It. Oh, maybe How I much did money has it made? Or well, none? It, because none. It's on Disney <laughs> Plus. It made four million dollars box <laughs> office. <laughs> But, <laughs> like, I don't necessarily hate it, I just couldn't finish it because it was, it was just uncomfortable. 
Mm. You see, here's the thing for me. Okay, before we before I just start talking about the you know that um, you kind of mentioned about Encanto as well. Like with both of these two movies, there is a older you know um, you know matriarchal you know figure. Uh, Potential in spoilers for both turning red and Encanto, I guess. Oh uh, yes. yeah, these were fairly new movies, so uh, spoiler alert. Don't if you care, jump to the time code that doesn't say spoiler. I guess I don't know what you're gonna do. <laughs> um, but in Encanto and in Turning Red, there is both a matriarchal figure of the family who is overbearing and has high expectations for the main heroine. And uh, both of them, both of the mothers, or both of the fi- the figures in Encanto is the grandmother, and Turning Red it's it's the mother. They really don't get any comeuppets in the end. They really don't. And no, they, nothing really justifies that other than the fact that they realize halfway through the movie or at the end of the movie that, oh, I was wrong. I really shouldn't be treating you like this. But both of these movies, the way that they're the, the way that these two characters are portrayed, I think it's I think it's a culture thing because in Canto, I can tell you this. I am Hispanic. Mexican grandmothers are very, very, very hard to please. <laughs> Mexican women in general, to be honest, but like at least from my like my family, you know, at least I, I'm only talking about my family and my experience with it. Like my grandmother, um, you know, uh, all of all of my aunts and uncle, all my aunts and uh, you know cousins and stuff. They're all very, uh, you know, very they're very hard to please. Every, um, you know, at least in my family, but um, you know. It's really hard to get that kind of validation from that that family that that family dynamic. It just seems that way, and this is a real thing that people deal with. I definitely dealt with this. My dad de- definitely dealt with you know being <laughs> undercut by my grandmother growing up, and the same thing in turning red. You know, Asian American families. You know, for the most part, I don't. I'm not Asian American, but you know, I know a lot of them from what I've talked to have dealt with the same thing, and it's definitely been portrayed in the media as that as well. Where there's you know there's a lot of press pressure to you know be perfect in that in that family and that family archetype, so it's just a different way of portraying a family situation. It isn't really a healthy situation, and these movies are made to you know basically put that into a discussion and put it into you know um, put it into the into a context to where people who wouldn't have gone through this would go through it. Because I related a lot to Mirabelle, at least from how her grandmother treated her and all that stuff in Encanto. Because, you know, I've I've dealt with that for, for a little bit of it. Not a lot, because, you know, I'm only half Hispanic. But, like, you know, I'm, but whenever I go to my grandmother's house and my Mexican side of my family, it's definitely like that. So, I'm only talking from my experience, but, you know, I definitely related a little bit to what her struggle and what was going on. And I think that's what Disney is trying to do. Modern Disney is trying to take marginalized groups and make content that they can relate to that also appeals to the masses. That's why we had Encanto. That's why we had Coco. That's why we had, um, you know, Turning Red. All, they've always kind of done this. But, like, now they're trying to put not just characters on screen. They're trying to put family situations and cultural values and things that are different than the West on screen to portray them, you know, in a, in a way. And I thought that, in at least in Turning Red, all, all of the, you know, all of the, you know, cultural stuff they threw in there was done pretty well, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah, um, no. You know, I, I'm not... I, hmm? I, I think... Not, not to cut you off, but I think... No, you're good. I think the main issue I have with it, and of course that's as a as an observer who is not part of either of these cultures. I think that I think the thing that for me made it a little more difficult because obviously, you know, Disney I'm not saying parents in previous Disney movies were perfect or anything or didn't have their issues. I mean, the Sultan and Aladdin 
probably is not <laughs> the greatest parent either. Kind of, yeah. kind of a big fucking doofus. Because How the movie you... isn't centered around Jasmine's trauma based on, you know, not being allowed to go out by herself or do anything independently, it doesn't feel as pressing that he's kind of an awful dad. But because Encanto is based on Mirabelle being ostracized by the community, or not the community, but by her grandmother, which kind of bleeds over into a bunch of her family members treating her different, and a bunch of the townspeople... Well, I guess the townspeople do treat her different because she doesn't have a gift. Yeah. It it hurt. It hits harder, and it makes the reconciliation, from my perspective at least, and this is as somebody who loves Encanto. I don't have a problem with Encanto. Well, I don't mm-hmm. have a major problem with Encanto. The reconciliation just felt kind of lame because it's like, yeah, okay, this doesn't actually fix all this stuff that you did. Especially because... And this is probably unintentional on the part of the writers, but because Alma's expectations for the family were what was causing the miracle to fade in the first place, which is why Mirabelle didn't get a gift, that means that Alma, even if unintentionally, is responsible for Mirabelle not getting a gift, which she then proceeds to ostracize her for and make her feel bad about. And my my brain cannot stop that connection and I kind of hate her for it, and I kind of feel like she got off and, way too easy. And I understand that, and I do. I, I definitely yeah, understand it, but I understand where Disney is trying to take it as well. Yeah, no, and definitely. Um, like I said, with Encanto, it didn't ruin the movie for me. I think the thing with Turning Red is it's a little too much all at the start, because the exact moment where I stopped was the point where the mom finds the notebook with the scribblings of the of the convenience yep. store guy and immediately starts accusing him of doing like drags her to the convenience store and accuses the guy of doing untoward things to her daughter and I'm like this isn't funny this could like uh... if this were if this were a if this <laughs> were a Disney movie which because they're trying to make it more grounded and relatable I guess it it's easy to forget that it's not that could have gotten that guy in serious trouble. For all I know, it does because I shut off the movie, <laughs> and uh, I can't and I no, can't reliably really. expect that the mom is going to get any meaningful comeuppance for this behavior. I just want to make sure because I have not watched a single second of this movie. That happens in the first twelve minutes. Yes. Yep. I got twelve minutes how, in. How long is the movie's runtime? Hour forty something. Whoa. <laughs> I I. So, like I said, for all I know, it turns around, but it was just, it was a lot all at once, and I just did not have it in me. So I guess the Mm. thing is, I just, I just miss when the, when Disney villains were like, right bastards. It's like, you don't need to give him some relatable, concrete motive based in his own personal trauma that needs to be overcome and reconciled with. Instead, he's an evil bastard, just go kick him in the nuts. It's fine. (laughs) Kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. I just, Tyler. I miss that, because it feels like all the Disney villains are either sympathetic and relatable, or it's a twist villain, and you don't, you're not supposed to know they're the villain until the end. And I just kind of miss it. I miss the mustache twirling when bad guys were bad guys in these. But, that, I can see what they're going for, and... It's a different thing that they're trying to portray. Yeah. Now, yeah, it, it, I mean, I do agree with you, I like it when it was less grounded and more, you know, fantastical, I guess you could say. Um, but, you know, I, I get where they're trying to go with it. I really, I do. Um, yeah, I think the more fantastical, I don't know, this is just a general observation that I've noticed with some of the newer movies, but I feel like they don't go for that because I guess they feel like having super fantastical, like, villains like that will pull people out of the movie because it'll be afraid that, like, people go, no, this is too insane. This doesn't make any sense. 
um, eh. compared to what like we grew up with. That's a general observation. I have nothing like actually back that up with. No, I think um, you're onto something because I mean, honestly, a lot of these live action remakes that they've made feel like they're handpicked to deal with internet nitpickers complaining about things that didn't make sense in the original movie. See, yeah, case in point, actually, live action Beauty and the Beast. Well, actually, on that, Cruella also kind of works with that because I think part of the reason why they couldn't really go ham with how evil she is because ultimately Cruella literally kills dogs <laughs> and it's literally, like you can't that's really her character yeah and it's like you can't really have um god i'm blanking you can't have your protagonist Cruella. kill dogs and expect them to retain any level of audience sympathy yeah no especially no matter how uh, insanely attractive your lead actress is yeah uh, <laughs> yeah thank, thank, I, you. thank you for bringing that up i hope yes Everyone Thank, I was Emma blanking Stone. on her name. Every <laughs> single person you. does. I don't know, man. But no, that's kind of my thing, because it's a thing of like, and I feel like that's probably like, I would hate to be one of the writers at Disney who gets told, hey, you need to remake this 20-year-old movie for modern audiences using current social standards that did not exist when this movie was made. <laughs> And I'm not saying that newer social standards are bad. Personally, for the most part, I'm all for them. It's just I can understand how that makes writing these new movies and trying attempting to be faithful to the original medium makes things so much more difficult. So, yeah. So I think I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, I might try to watch Turning Red again. I don't know. We'll see. I probably won't. <laughs> don't think i'm gonna watch that you, you what you just described was was a little bit for even for me to go it's icky right pretty, yeah and i'm very easily entertained i'll be the first to admit that and even that i thought it was like, cute what i thought it was cute the movie was cute. okay the movie but not that particular scene no that scene was horrid but it, <laughs> i can't defend that scene okay the movie itself was cute. At least the movie we have itself, a consensus. <laughs> no, I, I think everybody, like, the, from what I can tell, almost everyone who's who doesn't like the movie was just way too uncomfortable with that scene, and they didn't want to deal with it. Um, while me and my friend who saw it with me are two guys who never went through anything that traumatic with their mother. Well, the funny nor, thing is, neither I mean, of we I. still were like, this is very cringy. But it didn't affect us as much as it would, you know, I guess, other people. Yeah, that's, I don't know. It's weird because, like, most of the people who I know who don't like it are, are people who don't find it relatable. So, <laughs> like, it's people who are like, I, I, I guess I guess that's kind of like the cultural thing where, you, where, like you said with Encanto, it's, for you, more relatable. So it's like, oh, yeah, that happens. But when you're, especially when it's attached to more fantastical elements, when you're an outsider looking in, it's like... What is what? Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of horrible, bruh. <laughs> you live this? Uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. All right. I think we're good to. I think we're good to move to the movie review. What do you guys think? Yeah, probably. The Adam Project. <laughs> the Adam Project. It oh was boy. Okay. The most, um, as I said, probably seven or eight times while we watched the movie, Cody, the safest and most generic sci-fi movie ever. <laughs> I, I myself enjoyed it, but I would give it, if I was to give it another number rating, it would very much be like a very solid seven. 
Um, I'd probably say six, five point five. I would give it a seven just because it's it's weird for me because it's one of those things where the movie as a whole is kind of eh, but there's like <laughs> tiny pockets of like moments that at least for me, because again, I fully admit I'm very easy to entertain. That for me was just like okay, that's cool, or okay, that's that's a little funny. <laughs> um, um, so that's kind of why I give it a seven myself personally. Mostly things like the quips going on between the kid who I don't know who his name is, and basically being tiny um, Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds trying to take himself more seriously. The juxtaposition of some of those moments I thought were kind of funny. Yeah, Walker Scobell, that's the uh that's that's the kid's name. I probably I, okay. I probably mispronounced that. That kid and I and I saw it from like the first bit with him. He has got big 12-year-old Ryan Reynolds energy and I'm about oh, it. Oh, he yes, yes, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Here here are some of my notes as we watch this movie. Effects are decent. Opener is a little out of nowhere. Young Adam is literally Ryan Reynolds' clone. <laughs> dead dad dash nice dot 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 <laughs> kind of cringe dialogue mm. my guy's got a sick vr rig this movie is uh, just yeah, et with ryan reynolds he's got a fucking rig oh yeah no. at one point i wrote this movie is just et with ryan reynolds if he likes reese's pieces i'm done <laughs> <laughs> your me sign too long the scene goes for too long and then I just talked about how generic it was for about two paragraphs. Yeah, m- none of my notes make any sense out of context, except for uh, he's got a fucking rig. He's got a really sick VR rig, let's be honest. He has That's a sick-ass VR rig, I thought, yeah. I thought for sure the asthma was going to play into it somehow. I told you it wouldn't. I, I I told you it would never come up again other than to establish the fact that he's weak. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that was what they were trying to show, is that he's this weak, tiny... Which they really didn't... It was... The, the problem we, I have with this Is this whole movie, section spoilers? I guess this whole section is spoilers. This whole section is spoilers, yeah. Very, very... Well, very minor. I mean... Yeah. Uh, the whole premise of the movie is kind of told to you in the trailer and in all the descriptors of the movie. Um, yeah, yeah okay, true. sorry. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. The asthma does not play into it. <laughs> No. <laughs> wow, small minor spoiler. Yeah. Um no, uh, the anyways, from here on out. Movie. Spoilers. <laughs> so this is this is um a 5 from me, and I say that in the best way possible. It's the most I literally had no interest the entire movie. I had no, there's nothing in there that really I mean, it was I say this in the best way ever. It was just another Ryan Reynolds movie. It, it, like he, <sighs> Oh, I, I love had, Ryan Reynolds. I had one more note that makes sense out of context. Uh, Star Wars music. Yes, a <laughs> yes. lot, a <laughs> yeah, lot of no. music that sounded very similar. Greg, to Greg, you don't Wars. understand. They'd be playing stuff, and then I would just go, da, 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 da. <laughs> and it would fit. <laughs> um. So, I think the only things for the me, I kind of. I'm kind of with both of you guys in a sense, because I felt like it was definitely a Ryan Reynolds movie, but Ryan Reynolds, I guess, attempting to be a bit more serious. Was he? Um, Not really at all. A (laughs) tiny bit. A (laughs) tiny bit. Granted, there was, like, the whole, like, bit at the end where he, like, is just staring creepily and making the snoring noise. I was like, 
that's really good acting, but that's also extremely uncomfortable. Okay, uh, you know what? <laughs> it was funny because when that scene happened and and the person on his other side is like smiling, I was just like, ah, yes, she's she's very glad because finally he has another victim to practice his shtick on. <laughs> um, the the only things that really drew me out were a couple of the scenes that you could that were like way 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 too overproduced primarily being the car chase through the forest i like the car and, chase and the moment where actually what really threw me off was the moment where laura is like writing her defenses and loading her guns i don't know why the editors decided to just make all these extra like star wars noises to her loading an assault rifle <laughs> that it's a. I will admit it's a very minor thing, but it was very much something that was like, okay, editors, you're having. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself, but you're going a little too hard right now. <laughs> so you got about ten percent there, Squirrely. Dad. Yeah, and there's and there's a lot of moments like that in the movie, but those were the two that stood out the most to me because they were really the only times that kind of truly like drew me out. That and how blatantly obvious the main villain was doing the whole. Oh no, don't do this. You're better than this. I think of you as family. I'm going to kill you when you're not looking. Yeah, no, <laughs> very obvious. It is the like like that's the the problem I have with this movie is it's so predictable and so telegraphed. Like mm-hmm. if if you it follows every trope that a sci-fi movie, a generic sci-fi movie has to a to a T. Like I said, this movie has a lot of things that it borrows from like the last Starfighter, like ET to a point. You know, movies like Back to the Future obviously were obviously an inspiration for this movie. Oh, um, yeah. But, like... I will say, I think something... I, I don't know if this is original or even vaguely original, or if it's just I haven't really seen it or or I don't remember seeing it. I'm not used to time travel movies where time travel is the cause of the problem. Yeah, that's usually that was the solution. a little weird. Yeah, it, yeah it, that... I remember thinking when they, when, when they came to the conclusion that whatever her face is already changed the past and that's what led to their future i was like oh that feel that that feels new that feels like a Mm -hmm. like a usually it's a ah yes i've invented time travel and now we can go back in time and avert this horrible crisis that has that that has happened before it ever happened and then it's like oh no time travel was the crisis (laughs) the ability to do this is what fucked up our timeline to begin with the movie also does the thing that I hate in, well, like, movie shows, video games where they do this, where they allude to something going on in the universe that is actually sounds interesting and they don't do anything with it. Like the scene where um, Ryan Reynolds is telling to his younger self, you've seen Terminator, right? Yeah? 2050 is Terminator on a good day. And I'm like, I would be very interested to see- in seeing that. Like... I would really like to hear more about that, and we're not going to go back to that. I think that's more of a <laughs> don't reference a better movie than your movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it... <laughs> it was just a safe movie. It was a very, very, very safe movie that was just, eh, to yeah. me. It's worth a watch, I think. Uh, if, yeah, if, it's if, you're if you're bored and have some, uh, let's say, some uh, special vitamins, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 definitely a movie that I would say you it's not I can't say I hate it but it's also not one that it's like it's like you know should go in like the congressional like movie cellar or whatever it's called. Boy, I'm I glad I decided to call this episode movie. Jack Russell Terror and not The Adam Project. <laughs> 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 
What an original <laughs> idea by me. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to take out all references that I said to it and take credit for my No, joke. of course not. That's entirely Aww. too much work. You're, no, you're going to ADR That's the line. Too... <laughs> you're going to ADR the Jack Russell Terrier, li- Terrier line in there. If I'm know? not willing to edit out your references to saying it, why am I going to put in that much work? <laughs> I like how the limiter is not that it would be an inherently wrong thing to do. Just, no, that's way too much No, work. yeah, no, because it would be really funny <laughs> if I was willing to do that, but I'm not. Like, I'm just talking, and it goes, Jack Russell, terror. And then it continues. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be really funny. Unfortunately, I'm lazy. <laughs> that being said, uh, anything else about the Atom Project? I was falling asleep during the uh, movie. So the movie immediately gets like 50 to 70% better once Mark Ruffalo enters the picture. I would Mark agree. Ruffalo was the better, best part of the movie. Mark Ruffalo was actually, one of the things he mentions kind of pissed me off because I was annoyed it took this long. It was when he starts freaking out about them, about how much damage they could possibly do, be doing by time traveling. It's like, why is it taking it this long for somebody to go mention the very obvious and very cliched problem with all of this well because ryan reynolds didn't care and walker is 12 (laughs) that's why fair (laughs) fair 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 but uh oh yeah mark Mark ruffalo was the best part it was also really funny to me that in this movie uh and this just kind of shows what my brain prioritizes that deadpool's parents are the hulk and electra oh that was Electra. oh that's why she looks so familiar yeah that's jennifer garner nice what my brain went to being a car person was when um, he, like, kills the guys with his parents' Subaru. And he's like, I just saved you with the Subaru. And it's like, love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. <laughs> I also, I also <laughs> like, uh, this is not where I thought a 13 going on 30 sequel would go. <laughs> but admittedly, that's because I've never seen 13 going on 30. Hmm. Maybe I should have watched that before this in preparation. <laughs> Maybe. That's time travel. I can go back and watch it. Wait, no, time travel doesn't <laughs> oh. exist anymore. Oh, my head hurts. Uh, yeah, uh, now my head's... I'm, I don't know. Anything else? Because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, you've been yeah. up for way too long. We should probably call this. Uh, yeah, I, almost I don't have anything. Hours. All right, uh, next week, we're probably reviewing X or... Maybe the outfit. I don't know. We'll figure it out. And if you One don't know what either of those are, uh, Google it. <laughs> Google it. One's a crime thriller and one's a horror movie, apparently. But if we review X, what, let me tell you. No. The review, we're going to give it to you. I hate uh, you. <laughs> I hate you so much. If, I could I, not I, stop I, myself. I'm not going to. Okay. Yes. No, I was going to finish the line, but it, it has a lot of swear words that I don't want to get us. You got me. Again. You got me back. I don't remember I, what I, the joke I made that made you mad was, but I got you back. You got me back. I'm also tired. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I guess on that note, we should probably wrap things up then. Uh, I yeah. guess I'll, I'll go first. You know, thank you for tuning in to, you know, Under the under the Bridge with the Scarlet Troll. And, and the Agent yes, Duckman. Oh, I guess my name's in the title, too, yeah. Actually, uh, I, I, is there a the in it? Because I didn't put a the in it. Because the and first... Agent Duckman. The Agent Duckman's what I go as. Ah. I guess Agent Duckman's fine enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool with me. All right. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. And, uh, and maybe the average is... Greg will be back. It'll be a trio of maybe. these. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. We'll find out. But uh, I, I will say this, you know, thank you guys for watching. You know, if you guys uh if you guys like us, you know, give us give us that like and spread it and you know, make sure that we trend on the on the on the, the socials because, you know, uh, we really like doing this, you know, uh, we're going to continue doing it and, uh, hopefully Who knows? we can make this. Maybe I'll upload it to other stuff eventually, other than just YouTube. We'll find out. But I am very lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very lazy too, and I'm also always incredibly tired, so. Also uh, that. We will figure it out. Yeah, we eventually. We'll figure it out that. one, one step at a time, but thank you. If you've listened this far, God help you. God, God. <laughs> God help you. God, God bless you. Send help. <laughs> Send help. Good. You know, I, I don't have any money, but you probably should go to therapy. <laughs> oh, um, man. Thank, thank you all for listening. Uh, g- good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. Get some sleep. Good night. And I yeah. mean some everybody. Sleep. Not just... Even if it's even if you listen to this at noon, get some sleep. You've earned it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>